0: Welcome back to Subject Across. I'm your host,
1: Caroline Donato. That was a quick moment. (laughs) I'm Pete Kratza.
0: Pete just got on me for saying that we'd be back momentarily, even though these episodes come out every few weeks. But who knows? Maybe we'll just spit a few out quickly. All at
1: once, huh? Mm. Wow.
0: Well, no, we'll we'll make them wait. We need a few emails in between, every one. Right. We like your feedback. Um, But today's episode is talking about a recent United States Supreme Court case that was decided in June of this year, Jones v. Hendricks. Um, When we were preparing for this episode, we weren't, I wasn't expecting the next few decisions to come down from the Supreme Court, but this is the one we prepared today. And I do think it follows nicely from Adnan Syed because it talks about seeking relief from prior convictions when the conviction might not be fair
1: or even in existence in this case yeah so (laughs) i mean the guy was convicted of a crime that later was determined not to be a crime well no it's a crime but the facts don't support
0: the conviction so tomato tomato so jones who's the petitioner in this case he was convicted in western district of missouri of unlawful possession of a firearm by a felon and making false statements to acquire a firearm So this is a federal case that happened in 2000, and he filed a motion to vacate his sentence. And we used this word a lot, actually, in the last episode. Vacate means to cancel or null, get rid of. Uh, He filed a motion to vacate his sentence, and he was denied this motion. But I want to go through the processes that he's gone through so far because it's important to illustrate the Supreme Court decision here. He filed a motion to vacate the sentence in the Western District of Missouri. That was denied. He appealed it to the 8th Circuit. The 8th Circuit affirmed his convictions and sentence. And then he filed a motion, uh, in the, and I'm going to say pursuant to Title 28, United States Code, Section 2255. And the 8th Circuit remanded with orders to vacate one of the convictions. So now he's being held in prison on one of his convictions. Years later... In 2019, a case by the name of Rahif v. United States was decided. And the court in Rahif held that a defendant's knowledge of the status that disqualifies him from owning a firearm is an element of the conviction that he still has. And
1: so you got to know why you're not allowed to possess a firearm.
0: And that wasn't the law when he was convicted, but that was part of his defense. And now it's a defense available almost two decades later that he wants to assert to overturn or vacate his conviction. And the new ruling was inconsistent with the previous appellate court's ruling that kept one of his convictions intact. So now Jones wants to use this new law to challenge his remaining conviction and to do that, he filed a writ of habeas corpus under a different section of title 28 it was section 2241 in arkansas because that's where he was serving his sentence and the district of arkansas said they can't hear the case they didn't have subject matter jurisdiction let me test your latin sure what does habeas
1: corpus mean
0: bring the body forward free the body isn't free it? the body I think habeas
1: so. i don't know is it bring the body forward well,
0: corpus is body well is yeah it? There's a few ways to file a habeas. There's the state court habeas, and there's federal. So when court you're settlement.
1: imprisoned unjustly, or whether we file, for instance, habeas corpus petitions locally when somebody is either incarcerated or under the restrictions of bail, and basically what you're saying is, I'm in jail and I don't belong in jail, so free the body. Was that good? Did that I was... do? Did that? Was that? Because normally you're much better than I at explaining. Uh, t- legal terms like that. What are you looking it up on your phone?
0: Yeah. Well, You're I trust
1: Google instead of your law partner. No,
0: I trust you. I just don't know that. Hey, I just. I was thinking, bring the body forward. Isn't that what I said? What is it? Bring the body forward. All right.
1: Well, free the body. Bring the body forward. Brought
0: before. Yeah. All
1: right. All right. We're all. Well, I mean, you gotta to bring the body forward. You gotta release it from prison. And you gotta file something. Are right, you do were that. right? Okay.
0: I mean, maybe the direct Latin is different.
1: I got a D in Latin. Did you have to
0: take Latin? I finished Latin 5 honors by sophomore year of high school. Of course you did. But uh, I could be wrong on that translation. I really haven't thought about it much other than what it practically means by law. So the 8th Circuit agreed um, and affirmed that Arkansas can't hear the case. And then Jones appealed to the United States Supreme Court, and the United States Supreme Court agreed to hear the case, and they agreed you can't do it either. It's such an awful decision. And Judge—I'm sorry, Justice Thomas authored the decision. It's fitting. And it was authored along with—he authored it, but in the majority is Justice Roberts, Justice Alito, Justice Gorsuch, Justice Kavanaugh, and Justice Barrett. I wonder where this fell. Hmm. And filing dissenting opinions were Sotomayor, Kagan, and Jackson— So what we have here in the Jones case is a prisoner who asserted a defense back in 2000, and his defense is now recognized by law, and he can't use it to vacate his remaining conviction or annul or cancel his conviction because of statutory restrictions read by the majority opinion by the justices I just named. And in this case, there was uh, newly—let me back up. I don't want to be overly confusing, and this even for a lawyer is is quite a roadmap to follow. But there are different mechanisms within which you can file for post conviction relief or get a case heard before an appellate court. And it's under for a federal case, it's under section 2255, and there's two subsections there. There's 2255e, which is the savings clause, and there's 2255h which stems from the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act of 1996. And both ways give a mechanism to have a her- case heard by an appellate court, but in this case, they conflict with each other, the way the majority writes the opinion. And under 2255H, there's only two ways you get your case heard. One, newly discovered evidence that would establish by clear and convincing evidence that no reasonable fact finder would find the movant guilty or that a new constitutional law applied retroactively by SCOTUS was in place. Well, neither of those situations apply to a new law that, had it been in effect and applied back when Mr. Jones asserted his defense, would yield a not guilty verdict. Because the new law is not new evidence. It's not new constitutional law. It's new law, unavailable to Mr. Jones, because he already challenged his conviction before. And that's the other issue. In other words, he's
1: being punished because he foresaw a change in the law and argued it back in whenever the heck he was convicted. Um, So basically he's being punished for having a really good defense.
0: I buried the lead. You can't ask for a second or subsequent appeal unless those two.
1: So he, you know, sorry, buddy, you're out of luck. You already made the argument. You made it too soon. It took us a while to come around to it. But now, because of these statutes, you you are not allowed to argue it.
0: Yep. The majority says no. The majority says that the other subsection, the Savings Clause, restricts the application of the Savings Clause. I'm sorry. The other subsection, 2255H, restricts the application of the Savings Clause because Jones already sought relief, and because he already sought relief, he's barred from asking for relief again. That is outrageous. I wrote in caps, RIDICULOUS. And then a couple of thoughts came to mind. Fourth Amendment due process, Eighth Amendment cruel and unusual punishment extending to the incarceration of innocent people. And the dissent agrees. The dissent explains that this decision yields disturbing results. A prisoner who is innocent, imprisoned for conduct that is not criminalized, is barred by law from raising that claim of innocence simply because he already tried? He already sought post-conviction relief? And so by challenging his conviction once before he forfeited his freedom? Or put another way, a prisoner who by law was convicted 20 years ago is no longer guilty under the original facts that convicted him because the law changed, and he can't get relief because of a narrowly construed interpretation of statutes that give mechanisms for relief? That's nuts. And the ways to address this issue, as the dissenting opinions recognize, are a few things can be done. Use the savings clause to not be read in conflict with 2255H. Use constitutional rights to afford meaningful opportunity to challenge a conviction, like the Eighth Amendment. Due process from the Fourth Amendment. I don't think the dissenting opinions touched Fourth Amendment due process, but it stuck out to me because Jones did raise Fourth Amendment due process to him, And in the majority, in reaction to Jones saying, hey, I have a right to due process, to challenge the process against me, Justice Thomas said, oh, no, no, due process is for trials, not appeals, and cited to a case from the 1800s. We are in 2023, and our court is citing to the 1800s when challenging what what interpretation due process extends to? That's insane. That's the court we have right now.
1: The decision violates the Eighth Amendment.
0: Quite frankly, constitutional law means what the court assigns to it. So our Supreme Court does matter. Who makes up the court matters. Due process can be extended in whatever way fairness can be extended by the court, because due process is fairness under the law. And Justice Kagan pointed out, the majority's take on these issues is, quote, is stunning in a country where liberty is a constitutional guarantee and the courts are supposed to be dispensing justice, unquote.
1: Imagine your relative sitting in prison for a crime that isn't a crime. That's what this is about. And the Supreme Court saying, ah, the Constitution this, Constitution that. No, they are just these statutes. You can't use them. You already made the argument. So you sit in jail, notwithstanding the fact that The conduct you engaged in, then, was not a crime.
0: And before everyone gets all possibly politically hot and bothered over this, the law that they're narrowly construing is law that went into effect in 1996, and that was Clinton administration. But now the court's saying the dissents are acknowledging Congress would have to rewrite this law. They're not going to do that. Or as defense attorneys, we need to keep challenging it until it's changed. And, as we know, Pete, because we've lived long enough, dissents...
1: One of us has.
0: (laughs) Dissents often become majority opinions decades later. So we're going to have to keep pushing until that dissenting opinion turns this over and due process is extended and the Eighth Amendment is applied. Anything else? No. All right. Well, that's it for episode 31 of Subject to Cross. Um, Oh, just a quick note because of episode 30 we were talking about Adnan Syed and all of his appeals. Jones is a federal case and Adnan Syed was a state case so the post-conviction relief and the appeals desired by a case coming from the states has a different sub statute than the federal cases so this would not apply to Syed because he doesn't have a federal case. Okay that's it signing off
1: goodbye.